Welcome to the Nerd Party. Welcome back to Throwback Paperback. I'm one of the hosts, Asia Bonilla. And I'm the other host, Charles Sheeland. And today we're starting the third book of our current series, The City of Ember Trilogy by Jan Depro pronunciation pending. This is The Diamond of Darkhold, and it's the final book of the trilogy. As we got into last week, I have never read this, but I'm enjoying it. And I also have obviously not read this either because this was a Charles suggestion for the podcast. And for anyone who is new to the show, we're a podcast on the Nerd Party Network. We're best friends, and we read and reread young adult books from our adolescence and share them with each other. So this is a series Charles had read, or sort of read, before, so he's sharing it with me. And the next series, which we can announce at the end of this episode, will be a series that I have partially read and Charles will be reading for the first time. And Asia, as a newcomer, will be giving us a summary of the first half of the book so far, though I think it is once again time for me to give the disclaimer that I am once again out of town and recording from the floor of... I was going to say, are you laying on the floor? I am laying on the floor of the... That doesn't look comfortable. ...guest bedroom in my grandmother's house. And me, I'm stuck in the in the New York City apartment, as usual. I clearly go nowhere. <laughs> that is not true, but generally the way our... Actually, I just refuse to record when I am away. Yeah, whereas <laughs> I don't mind recording when I'm away, since I don't have to edit. But anyway... Once again, I must give the disclaimer that maybe my audio will be excellent and maybe my audio will be terrible while I'm here. But anyway, Asia, do you want to give us a summary? Yeah, let's go ahead and dive into the summary. It's pretty quick today. So Lima Bean and Dune are getting stressed as Sparks seems to not be poised to survive the winter. A trader gives Dune a couple of pages of a book, which leads him to believe they need to return to the City of Ember. He and Lima Bean go back down into Ember, where Dune is captured by the Trog family, who have taken over and have found some sort of special diamond. Lima Bean leaves to go back to Sparks to try and get help, and that's pretty much where we finished. So, just giving my first impression, I still am finding the story is very exciting, and we did kind of end on a cliffhanger, so I definitely want to know what's going to happen next. But Dune and Lima Bean... Also, I guess disclaimer, I refer to Lina, the other main character, as Lima Bean because I like that better, in case you haven't heard the other episodes. But Dune and Lima Bean returning to Ember on their own and making the journey in one day when it took the whole city of Ember, like all the people to try to get to Sparks, it took them about four days, just seems a little unbelievable to me. Like I know they said that Obviously, it's just the two of them and they're young, healthy kids, whereas as they were traveling with like 400 people, they're definitely going to move slower. But like that just seems like a huge jump to me. Plus, they're going like back the opposite way. And also even more so now that Lima Bean has to go back to Sparks all by herself. Like just to me seems kind of ridiculous. Like, I don't know. This is just for me where the books become like a little too childish for me because the conflicts they face like the characters face seem to be like almost too easily solvable because there's just quick solution and it's like it just doesn't really seem possible to me but maybe I'm just overthinking it yeah honestly I think of all the things that's probably one of the less unrealistic parts 
we can get to it when they actually do travel because I have thoughts on yeah like I think there are other things that are more easy I agree there are some things that are easily solvable and but I actually think the walking is not the biggest quote-unquote red flag for me I my impression was that I was surprised we went back to Ember I did not think that we would be going back to the city of Ember and but I do think that as it's been so far it's actually tying the trilogy together really nicely like it doesn't feel out of left field to go back to ember you know like i mean we've been comparing this book a lot to the divergent series which we just read and how the third book truly felt out of left field when we got to it and so you know them going back didn't like it's not like they all of a sudden went to mars you know so yeah i don't know i i enjoyed it but we'll definitely talk about some of the where it gets into a more juvenile area. So diving into the plot, we get a prologue again, and we find out that the builders knew the world was going to be devastated. So it wasn't even a, this might happen, so we better prepare. They were, like, expecting within the next few years the world to descend into war. And in order to give the Emberites a chance 200 years after they emerged, they left something in a vault with an instruction book. But of course... Those things were found by a roamer instead, and that's how it sort of that sets up a rather ominous opening for the book. Yes, also because the roamer finding the book, I think they say that like when the emberites came out from the cave, there were trees growing like where that little cave is, so they didn't see it. So the roamer who found this book, it was rather like it was within the time period of when the emberites have actually left. Like it wasn't like it was found a while ago; it was found after they'd already left. But we do get a little bit of payoff very quickly because this Romer that found the book shows up at Sparks with the tattered book and is acting pretty mysterious. Like, who did this Romer get the book from? Like, what other Romer? Because I think it was a lady. Like, she's basically like, oh, like, it's from how she mysteriously talks about it. It sounds like someone gave it to her, but she won't say who it is. And that person that gave it to her told her not to say, like, where they found the book, like, what it was near, which was just kind of weird. Yeah, it's very confusing. Like, because the prologue says it was found by a roamer, we don't know if this roamer who shows up in Sparks Mags, we don't know if she's the original person who found it or if someone else found it and gave it. Like, we actually still don't have answers on that. So, because we also have that prologue where we know a little more than the characters, obviously. And just by the way, we actually finally found out that Dune's father's name is Loris. You know, we've been just calling him Dune's father for three books now. I was like, oh, we got a proper noun. And essentially, Dune gets the destroyed remnants of this book from the female rumor mags. And he starts to think it's super important because the title is Directions for Use. And he even says that it's our puzzle to find. So he compares it to what Lina found with the instructions of extra instructions for egress in the first book and basically Dune thinks they need to go back to ember to solve this book mystery okay which i had a lot to say here because i'm just gonna need to hear like a real realistic plan before i'm on board with the idea of dune and lima being going back to ember because for one like how are they actually going to get there like how are they going to know where to go because it's not like in the normal world where there's like roads to follow and stuff like it's just 
open land. Also, like, what are they going to eat? How, like, is it, because I just, for me, I just couldn't believe that it was possibly going to take them just one day. How will they stay warm, especially at night? And how are they going to be able to see in the dark? Because I know, obviously, they'll bring their candles, but, like, they're talking about during this time, it's, like, also, like, in the winter, or it's about to be the winter, and candles will get put out if it's raining. So, like, obviously, how will they actually be able to see in the dark if their candles get put out? So, for me, just none of the... This idea just doesn't actually seem possible to me, or at least to, like, and as we'll see, I feel like a lot of it wasn't really explained that well as to how it was possible. It just, they just did it. Yeah. I, like I said, I was shocked that the plan was even to go back to Ember, and I I agree that, the, like, the plan doesn't really feel that fleshed out. Like, so the one thing I will say, I guess I can say this now, about the getting back within a day, when they came out of this when they came out of the crack of Ember or whatever it is, they were wandering to Sparks. So they might not have been necessarily the most efficient in terms of path. Whereas though, I guess they always have really good memories that they can remember where they walked from nine months ago. But like, that's what I'm saying. It's not like, okay, they walked down streets and they maybe went on like a roundabout scenic route. It's like, they just were walking. They happened to come across Sparks. How are they possibly going to remember for almost a year ago exactly the path to get back to Ember? Like, to me, that just seemed like really unrealistic. Yeah, I guess. For when they were like starving, weak, dying, they're going to remember where they came from. Like overwhelmed, you know, they came from being in like a black hole to like the planet. Yeah. I mean, it's just like that again, that was like one of the less unreal. I think we're going to get to one of the bigger things. I was like, this feels convenient. But anyway, I do have to say, Lina keeps leaving these hidden notes for poor Mrs. Murdo to explain that she's gone. And I'm like, Mrs. Murdo basically adopted you and took you in with, like, no conditions. She's just like, I'm just going to be your new mom. And Lina's always just all gallivanting other places and leaving notes. Be like, she'll find this in three days and then she won't worry anymore. Like, I know, I find that pretty disrespectful. Eh, Lima Bean's her own person. She's, she's an adult in the city of Ember. <laughs> I guess, but, like, doesn't mean she's a responsible adult. But anyway, another big hole I had in, or I found in Dune's plan was, because he talks about, you know, they'll go back to Ember, they'll be able to, like, bring all these supplies back, because, like, right now, in Sparks, since it is coming to winter, and because of a storm, like, a lot of their food storage got destroyed, so, like, they're really starving right now, so Dune's like, I'm sure there's food left over in Ember, like, we'll bring some back, and I'm like, how are they gonna carry all of this back? from ember to sparks when they don't have anything like they literally have like homemade like backpacks with like sheets or something like they don't have a wagon they don't have anything to carry anything in so like that argument of like oh we'll go back like we'll be able to bring so many things back like also just made no sense like how are they gonna do that and then like i said how do they even know they're going in the right direction like it's not like they had a compass like i don't know the whole thing like while this was happening like to me was just like I guess if you're, like, a 12-year-old, you'd be like, yeah, whatever, like, not thinking about logistics, but... I mean, again, that's one where, like, it would be one thing if, like, they figured out that they could go back to Ember and thus, like, could, you know, gradually take everything out of the store closet, you know? The bigger thing for me is, how on earth are they going to get to Ember? Like, they know for a fact that Ember is miles below the Earth. Like, and when they came, they came downstream on boats. and 
those boats can't go the other direction because it's downstream. And we know for a fact that they came in motorboats when they were brought. And Lina knows this too. Like, Lina and Duna, they came on motorboats when they were deposited in the city for the first time. So, like, physically, how are they supposed to get into the city of Ember? Like, I'm like, you guys can talk about finding the location, but like, how are you going to like transport yourself two miles below the earth? For me, by the time they got to that point, the fact that they were even able to make the journey, I was like, clearly this is not going to be that hard. So it just didn't surprise me when they were easily able to get down there. Like, you know what I mean? Like at that point, it was set up that things were going to be easy. But even like when Lina is apprehensive about going ahead with the plan, I'm like, yeah, there's no way to get there. Like, like, before, you know, she's like, but if they notice we're missing, I'm like, what if you can't get into the city? Like, before you even leave for town, leave town. I don't know. That was, that was the most implausible part of the plan for me that like, neither of them would be like, we also should. Also because I was going to say also since when they do get there. I mean, jumping a little ahead, there, since there's already people there, like, for me, I had just assumed it was not anybody from Ember, because I'm assuming anyone who was from Ember was, if they didn't make it out, they died. So yes. I was assuming it was outsiders. So since that happened, there meant that there had to have been a way for them to get down. It was just a matter of how quickly they were going to figure it out. So that's why it just wasn't that big of an issue, because to me, the bigger issue was how did they go across who knows how many miles of open land from memory and turned a four-day trip into one day. To me, that was, I was like, if they were able to get past that, at this point, they can get past anything. I mean, I guess you're right, but whatever. But it was, there were a lot of implausibilities here. Yes, but also, I mean, one thing that they didn't even really think about, I think, until they were on the journey already was like, are there going to be, you know, just dead bodies lying around in the city of Ember because of the people who didn't make it or... Like, if anyone was left in the city, like I said, I was assuming that if anybody was left, they probably would have died. So they would definitely be coming across dead bodies. Yeah. I I don't know. Just another thing they didn't think about. <laughs> but, I mean, I guess we have to remember that they're like, they're like 12 or 14, 12, 13. There must be like 13 or 14 by now because. I think they said they're 13. Yeah, because they were, it was a couple months before they left and they've been in Sparks for nine months. So that makes sense. Because we start with them turning 12. So yeah, they're 13. So maybe, you know, they just clearly think that they can, you know, fly. Anyway. And on the trip, I did think it was funny that Lion said she doesn't really care about dunes, beetles, and lizards. Because he's, like, talking about nature. And she's like, honestly, I could do without the beetles and the lizards. Well, I'm sure because she's just like, how are we going to get there? <laughs> like, it's getting dark. It's a cold. And he's like, but why did I agree to this? Beetle. <laughs> I did... I think Lima Bean's, like, her internal monologue, like, during the scenes of them traveling, it was kind of like, she's like, how are we going to do this? This is terrifying. But then you could tell, like, she's, like, an adrenaline junkie. So she's like, but I'm still having fun, like, <laughs> even with the uncertainty of it all. Yeah. But then another, like, mystery we kind of get is that we start to hear from the Romer and then later on from the kids about this moving green star in the sky and for me i was like is this like traveling star is it an actual like shooting star like a meteor or could it possibly be a plane which like we didn't get any answers in this reading but i'm curious about that yeah i'm glad we mentioned it because i had the same question i wasn't sure i kind of hope it's a plane so that we can kind of get like a a chance at a modern future but i do hope we get an answer on that because 
it could be a shooting star, but then I, I would like it to be something like they come out of Ember and they see the shooting star and they're like, it's the most beautiful thing. Like, thank God we escaped. Like, you know, it could be like a cute moment at the end where they see the green moving star and they're like, thank goodness we came out of Ember so we could see like the beauty of the world. I don't know. Some, some rinky dinky like happiness thing or like it's a plane. I don't know. I just, you're giving me a judgmental look, but anyway, we'll see. Yes, I am. Rude. And miraculously, in less than a day, Lima Bean and Dune do find their way back to the cave, basically, where they had, when they had come out, like how they were able to see the city of Ember, that ledge. They're able to find the opening for that. So they go and look, and they see, like, this glowing light. So first of all, the first thing they see is it looks like someone's down in Ember because they see some sort of glowing light like they don't know what it is but obviously like unless it's like something a lamp that's broken but they're just assuming that there's probably someone down there so they definitely want to figure it out and i will say though that dune has created this crankable basically like flashlight which is really cool because you know they've talked about this whole series about how they don't have movable light but he's created like an actual electrical movable light which was like i said very very cool which this actually leads them using the light. They're able to find another path down to Ember, which is by the ledge, which is, again, when I'm assuming Charles is like, it just seemed too easy that they were able to find it. But for me, at least when I was reading it, since they see this glowing light down there, I assumed that since there's someone else down there, I'm assuming it's somebody else who found it. So there must be some other way in besides where they came, like through the river to get down there. Yeah. I guess I, this was definitely the moment for me where I was like, whoa, it's way, way, way too easy. <laughs> because, you know, they're supposed to be this sequestered secret society hidden under the ground in case of, like, nuclear warfare. But, you know, you can, if you walk far enough into the cave, you can see that there's light under the ground. And if you just look hard enough or have a flashlight, you can see that there's actually a staircase down basically like it wasn't a staircase it was a ramp but i like the fact is the whole thing was like man-made so it would make sense that they would make a fail safe it makes sense that they would make some sort of second exit because the reality is if they only had the one way to get in like how did the builders like get out like you know what i mean when they yeah, were making of course. it and how they how did they get things Just logically there. like there had to have been another exit slash entrance or another entrance because you know what I mean? Yeah, it makes sense. It's just like, oh, my God, it was so convenient that it was right there. <laughs> and, like, of course, like, the generator still flickers sometimes, so there's light and ember magic. Like, I don't know. It just, it just, it was a but little But that wasn't convenient. even what, that's not what the light was. It was the bonfire, I know. Well, I guess, this, like we said, this is one of those moments where it's just a slightly younger audience, and that's okay. And we should mention that before they head down, so the book that Dune bought off the rower, which is basically remains, it's definitely instructions for something. And I think it's some sort of electricity because it has the word jewels in it. Jewels is in J-O-U-L-E-S. And Lina and Dune think it's just like an old-fashioned spelling of jewel, J-E-W-E-L. But a jewel, O-U-L. This is an audio format, Charles. 
A jewel, O-U-L. Jewels as in electricity. People should know what that means. Okay, but if we will, we have younger listeners who might not have <laughs> taken physics yet. And jewel is a unit for work. I don't even remember physics, and I energy. remember that. So it has to do with, ener- with electricity. But obviously, these kids, Lionel and Dune, don't know that because they don't have electricity. <laughs> and so they find this path down, and they're walking through the unknown region towards Ember, which is kind of like a cool reverse of like, Lina and Dune are, like, some of the most wise people in Ember, and they're, like, traversing the unknown regions, whereas when they lived in Ember, the people who would go into the unknown regions were considered crazy. So I thought that was a nice, like, reverse parallel. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) So. (laughs) Wow, Asia does not think it's a nice reverse parallel. Well, it's also different when they are heading from the unknown regions into Ember, like, from outside. It's, like, a different... But I understand what you're saying. Anyway, so then they are... As they're, like, going through the unknown regions, they come across this huge ditch. Like, it's, like, a long ditch, and they try to walk around it to see if there's, like, a way around it, but it looks like it's pretty much surrounding the city of Ember, which I guess for Charles' little... Res- Charles' little relation right there, or whatever, how I guess, you know, some people who wandered out probably fell in that ditch, and that's why they never came back. I mean, somehow those bones have to come from somewhere. Well, yeah, somebody set up, like, a a bridge, like, two planks to make us, like, a bridge to go across this weird ditch, and Dune goes across first, but then as Lima Bean is crossing her like candle she sees like a flash of white and she looks down into the ditch and of course there's like bones because like we said there's definitely dead bodies out there and so she gets scared she ends up dropping her candle so she's in the dark like clinging for her life on this wooden plank but it's okay because dune comes and gets her and they like get all the way across and yeah all of this again somehow we're back in the place of the dark like there's just no way i would be participating in this adventure i would have never agreed to this yeah, I do not think you would have liked it very much. I mean, I don't think I would have either, but I think it would have done better than you. Yeah, because especially in the dark, like in places like that, there's definitely probably snakes. Like, Oh, don't say that. Now I can't do it. <laughs> now I can't do it. That's disgusting. Oh, I'm terrified. Okay, gross. Yes. So they get into Ember. <laughs> they get into Ember. And there appears to be some men camped out, and they're burning books to create, like, this giant, like, bonfire to see by. And Dude and Lima Bean kind of get separated because, you know, they're just, like, daydreaming and reminiscing about their old city. Stupid children. And Dune ends up getting captured by these men. And when this happens, because obviously, like, Lima Bean's like, I can't get caught too, so she's hiding and, like, trying to figure it out. And I just, like, I cannot, like, Dune cannot be expecting Lima Bean to go get help because she could never make the journey back. I mean, she literally almost just fell off the bridge without Dune's help. But, again, it's one thing they made the journey all by themselves in one day, the two of them. Now she's going to go and do a turnaround trip in another day, but this time by herself and in a reasonable amount of time and actually, like, get help from, from Sparks. Because then from Sparks, they have to come all the way back to Ember. Like, this just seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, and that's exactly what he expects. But, I mean, it just, <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, or at least it seems like that's what he expects Lana to do, and it kind of ends up being like... That is literally exactly what he's expecting her to do, and I remember I was so angry because when it started, I was like, there's no way the plan is for her to go all the way back to Sparks to get help. But that was the plan, and it looks like that's what the plan ended up happening. Like, that looks like (laughs) like that's what's following through. Granted, I think Dune is going to get himself out of the capture predicament sooner than that but it does seem like the plan is really for lina to go back which yeah so we're saying best case scenario someone will be back in two days to get him so i don't know about that that's best case scenario but not even in like yeah this to me just seems this just seems not plausible at all for for me but where I see where, like, this I'm assuming is going to go is it's going to be because Lima Bean's going to go back to Sparks and they can bring, like, a, the truck or whatever or an ox-pulled wagon. So that'll make the journey go a little faster, obviously, to come back. And then guess what? They'll have something to carry all the supplies back to Sparks. That is what I'm assuming is going to happen as to why she needed to go all the way back. Well... I guess we'll find out next reading. But basically, the people that have captured Dune, they're not Emberites, obviously, because, yes, as we said, they would either have left or died. And these are the Trog family, and they found the city. Well, first they found the pool with the boats, and they were like, this means people were here. And so then they found the city, and, you know, they... They saw it underground, and they went down, and they're claiming it as Darkhold, which is their city now. And, you know, I'm going to give them credit, because finding the city of Ember, that doesn't feel like, feel like a small feat. Like, it's pretty impressive that they, they found it, they saw it, and they, like, made their way down there and made it their home. Like, that's kudos to them. Because, as far as we know, they're not, like, superhumans, like Lina and Dune, who can just, you know figure everything out instantly. Yes, and then we do, this is, we obviously get the name of the book dropped here, because they say it's their city, Darkhold. And we also find out in a little bit they have a diamond, so like, oh, there's the name of the book. But at least here, it didn't feel nearly as clunky as it did in Insurgent and Allegiant. I mean, nothing will be Insurgent when, like, at the, like the second to last chapter of the book... This character that we met, like, literally three pages beforehand, he's like, Triss, you're an insurgent. And everyone's like, what? She's a divergent. What is that? And then he's like, someone who goes against the rules. And Triss is like, I like it. And then he gets shot. And you're like, that was the title of the book? <laughs> <laughs> like, that, am I not right? Is not exactly how it happened in the book? That is not exactly how it happens, but it was close enough. It was basically what happened. And I do have to say, like, I really like Trog. Like, he is so funny. Like, he is the comic relief for this book. He makes me laugh. Yeah, he was pretty funny because when he's describing of, like, so how the bridge is out there over the ditch, Trog made that that bridge. And he said, because he's like, when he went, he said, he's like, I just jumped over the 10-foot ditch. <laughs> and when I read it, I was definitely laughing. And, too, like, I could just imagine, like, Dune's, like, just jaw-dropping. Um, and I was like, you just jumped. Like, it's like, yep, it just got a running start and just jumped over a 10 foot wide ditch, made it 
all the way across. So, and then Dune, like, says, which I was with him, and he felt kind of a kind of horrified admiration for this man. Yeah, like, everything he says is so funny. Like, I don't know. I just thought he was, like, hysterical to read. Yeah, he was pretty funny, but a good quote from Dune describing Trog is... He says how a person who thought he knew everything simply didn't understand how much there was to know because even though Dune can recognize that Trog is clearly clever, he pretty much thinks he knows everything, which ultimately does make him stupid because he's not seeking like more knowledge. Like he's just assuming that he knows everything. He doesn't ever have to learn anything else, which is why like he doesn't know how to read. And obviously that doesn't help him because then Lima Bean is able to get a secret message to Dune. Yeah, I think some really iconic Trogism is that he renamed all the the people in his family after what he thought cities were called, like Minnie is after Minneapolis as opposed to Minneapolis, or York is after New York rather than New York, and Kansas is after Kansas City rather than Kansas City, and Chicago, which I'm assuming must have been Chicago. That was my personal and- favorite. Chicago. <laughs> And he says he's Trog after after Washington, which, but truly his best line ever. So he's talking about power and how he understands power. And he says, I draw it towards me because I'm a, no, I got it wrong. Sorry. I quoted it correctly in the book, in the outline. I draw it toward me as I am a naturally powerful person. Like, I laughed out loud reading that like i thought it was so funny like can you imagine you're just in conversation with someone and they're like i am a naturally powerful person yeah that's where it's like he is he's funny but he's clearly an idiot okay maybe asia doesn't think it's as funny as i thought it was but anyway then we get lima being climbing out and she gets out of ember to you know go on her journey to try to go back to sparks and she runs into a shepherd roamer who has like all these sheep and everything. And it's the same Romer from before that came to the, to Sparks. It's Mags. Mags, like in The Hunger Games. That's her name? Yes. I wasn't paying attention. Anyway, Mags, which we find out is actually Trog's sister, and she's been delivering food down to them to Ember, but she said that she's getting tired of it, so this will be her last delivery to them. And... Lina is like, we should send them a message, like, and she's like, um, they don't read, so they can't read. She's like, it doesn't matter, and Lina's like, well, I'll draw them a picture. So Lina draws them a picture, and then she writes words on it because she's like, oh, I'll write a message to Dune because if they're not able to read, only Dune will get the message. So she's able to update him on that she's going back to Sparks to get help, and she's able to kind of convince the Mags to give her like kind of a ride to sparks but not really because she's gonna ride with her but it sounds like max is going kind of in the wrong direction but at least she knows she'll have a safe place and like a safe person to be with for the night because at this point it's like the sun it's like sunset yeah i mean this is very clever lina and you know i thought it was kind of funny that the sister was like i'm out if i don't get to be down in the city i'm just gonna like do my own thing. Also, she dropped a whole lamb down through the crack. Like, when they go get the food delivery, it's a fresh lamb. They, like, mm-hmm. this lady just pushed a lamb down the crack and watched a lamb fall down two miles. And it didn't explode. 
Yeah, that doesn't seem like science. I mean, we don't know if it was two miles, but we know it was pretty far. <laughs> that doesn't seem like science. Doesn't seem scientifically correct for me. I mean, yeah, but whatever. Yes. Yeah, so then the trogs show Dune that they have some kind of a blue diamond, but who knows what its purpose is because they don't give any explanation. And I'm just like, is the diamond, like, a jewel that's, like, more precious than gold? Like, does it have something to do with electricity? Because, again, I'm assuming this diamond has something to do with the book of instructions they have, like, but it's, we didn't really get any answers. They just show him this giant diamond. Like, maybe there's something inside the diamond. Yeah. I mean, it could be something as simple as, like, the builders thought that, like, a diamond would be super valuable, so it would give the Emberites money. When they came out, but like, obviously that's but not like, going to be. What would they need money for post in a post apocalyptic world? That's what I'm world. saying. I think that could be like a really fascinating commentary on like the, you know, the ill advisedness or immaturity of materialism. Because even Dune, he's like, it's a cool rock, but like, what does it do? And they're like, it means you have power. And Dune's like, it's a rock. Um, because, <laughs> you know, it's not a beetle. That's when he's like, yep, idiot. Like, he's like, it's not a beetle. And, oh you know, so like obviously gold is used in high tech things like computer chips or smartphone chips. But I don't think diamonds have any scientific use besides like being incredibly sharp and hard. Like they're used at the end of record players to like run the vinyls and they're used for, like, some, like, saws to, like, cut things in labs. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, an artificial diamond. Maybe it, like, has a bunch of power stored in it, which seems like a little bit of, like, fake science, too. But, like, maybe there's a bunch of jewels of energy stored in it, and, like, they can use it to, like, power something. I don't know. I have no idea. But it could just be a pretty diamond that the builders were just stupid, and they thought, like, we'll give them a bunch of money when they come out, which, you know, again would prove that money is not important. I feel like it's I feel like it's not that because if it is, why did they give them like a 5000 page book on instructions of it? My bet is that has something to do with an electric circuit of some sort. Yeah, that's what I think. Like maybe they have to break it up or something or have to do something, but I'm assuming the diamond is part of they have to put it into something or do a process. And I'm assuming because to me the most important thing that I would think that they'd be trying to Leave for them to figure out is how to have electricity. Also, since the whole book starts with the city of Ember and light bulbs, I'm just assuming that that is going to be the ultimate, like, inclusion of them being able to regain the use of uh, of electricity. That would be my ultimate guess. I think those are that's a good guess for us to leave it at. Um, but yeah, I think that I mean I'm sure we'll find out in the next reading. Yes. So we have a lot to anticipate in the next reading, but speaking of anticipation, we do end on a pretty serious cliffhanger with Kenny back in Sparks starting to figure out that Lima Bean and Dune aren't where they said they would be. And the last line of chapter 14 is, he concentrated hard on figuring it out and did not hear the steps behind him. Which, who is that? Who's following Kenny? Who's behind him? What's about to happen? I feel like we're... At the, like, cliffhanger of a horror movie. Like, what's gonna happen? I know. It was such a suspenseful ending. Like, what a perfect place to pause. But I was 
yeah, I, I did not plan that, but that was really like, oh my lord, what a surprise. I think it's personally Maddie or Casper, but I don't know, maybe. Who's Casper again? Corin's brother, the Romer, who's really stupid. Oh, yeah, I forgot about him. Well, no one's mentioned him this Is whole Is he book. back in Sparks? We didn't Not really get a conclusion that we know of, but, you know, he could be anywhere. Uh, yeah. Well, we guess we'll find out in the next chapter, or if not, next chapter in the next reading. We are going to finish the book. So if you do read along, go ahead and finish the book and finish the series for next week. And we can announce now that our next series and our final dystopian series, we have made it, ladies and gentlemen, is going to be the Maze Runner trilogy, which we will be starting in two weeks. So if you like to read along with us, get your hands on a copy. We'll finish Diamond of Dark Cold next week, and then we'll move on to the first Maze Runner book the week after that. Yes, I can't wait to re reread the Maze Runner. I've only read the first two books of the trilogy, so it'll be interesting to see what I remember and see how the series ends. But for now, if you have any predictions, theories, or questions about the City of Ember trilogy, or you just want to talk to us, you can stay in touch with us about anything on the Nerd Party website. You can head over to nerdparty.com contact and select throwback paperback. You can send us an email there and get in touch with the network on Twitter at joinnerdparty or on Instagram at thenerdparty or facebook.com slash thenerdparty. And to find me, I'm at asiabooney on Twitter. No, I'm not. I'm not there. And at asia.booney on Instagram. I'm there. You can you can follow you can find me there. Yeah, I'm at C Sheeland on Twitter, except not really. And I'm at Seashells on Instagram where I will I I'm quite active and I see message requests as well. And if you enjoyed this, make sure you rate and review the podcast, share it with your friends, and of course check out the other amazing podcasts on the Nerd Party Network. And make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss us next week when we wrap up the Diamond of Dark Hold. Yes, hit that subscribe, and as always, have a good one. We'll see you next week. Join the revolution. Join the nerd party.